Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning life coach and mentor, two times best-selling author, law of attraction YouTuber, speaker, and badass entrepreneur. My mission is to awaken and inspire women to turn their dream life into an abundant reality and to help them create their positively wealthy life full of abundance, happiness, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hey gorgeous souls and welcome back to my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another one of Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes today. So today I wanted to bring a slightly different topic to the table. It's something I am so passionate about speaking about at the moment and I really feel can add a lot to anybody listening and just really spark some inquiry like it has done for me. So you may be thinking from the title of this podcast, how can identity relate to the law of attraction and manifestation and like what on earth do you mean by identity? I'm not meaning that we're going to change our names and this is about names, definitely not. This is the identity personalities, like identity, how we identify. And I think it's really difficult to almost describe identity because really what we need to unpack and really unlearn in the process of identity work is actually identifying ourselves in categories, boxes, this, that, or the other. So the reason why this is such a great conversation to have is because I don't think it's spoken about enough in the self-help sphere. And I feel like identity is such an important part of the manifestation process as well, because it really does fall into our step three of trust, of taking aligned and inspired action and embodying as we move into that step four of letting go, embodying our highest self, embodying that version of ourselves who has our desire. So really a lot of the time people say to me when we talk about alignment, when we talk about, you know, moving through the inner work and limiting beliefs and moving into that healed stage as such is we hit that point and I write about this in my new book, Her Healing Healed, that is out in October and this is a journey that I have been going along for the last couple of years and last year I hit a point where I had gone, had moved through quite a, a big amount of inner work and I was in a space where I was feeling happy, I felt totally at peace with my PTSD, it wasn't flaring up or anything and I hit a point where I was like, whoa, who the heck am I? Like a total Zoolander looking in the water moment of who am I? And it was really 
disconcerting because I thought, oh my God, Emma, you're 27. Like I was 27 at the time, like, um, yeah, I was 27. And, um, you know, I was like, you should know yourself. Oh my God, you fake, you don't know yourself. Oh my God. And I had this almost like existential crisis of who, oh my God, I don't know who I am anymore. And I realized through working with the people that I work with is that identity comes with trauma and it can come with a whole different, you know, we are surrounded by identities of mother, of business owner of dog mum example um you know there are so many identities that we carry around anyway but trauma holds its own identity and for the first time in 27 years of my life I wasn't operating from that specific place of that certain trauma so I was left meeting a new version of myself which we do anyway each year of our life as we grow as we evolve as we move into alignment but as we, you know, even as we embody higher aspects of our higher self, of the the version of ourselves who were destined to come here and be and embody and, you know, fully express. But when we heal and shift through a layer of trauma or move through a difficult part of our life, for example, we lose that identity. And whether it's becoming a mother, whether it's maybe you're going through a divorce, for example, when we hold these identities for long periods of life, decades even, you're almost then like thrust into this new reality of, well, who the heck am I here and now? Like, do I even know myself? Like, what's happened here? So for me, it wasn't like I'd, you know, been in a relationship for decades, come out of it and being like, who am I? You know, it wasn't that kind of identity shift and identity work. It was more of like, from literally such a young age of my life, I've operated from this identity of trauma. I've operated from this place that I've known. And now I'm here in 2021 at the time, not operating from that space of that trauma, not operating from a space of fear, it was like, okay, I'm like a blank slate. I'm like a blank canvas. And it feels weird because I actually don't feel like I know myself that well. And it was really challenging because I thought that, shit, have I ever actually known myself? Have I ever, am I even Emma? Who am I? Like, honestly, all these questions and these conflictions started arising. And I feel like it was a great opportunity to really get to know myself deeper, to really embrace that new version of myself, which is a whole chapter in the new book of meeting the new you once you're healed, once you're in that space. So there is a whole process with that of meeting the new you after trauma and working with identities. But identity work has come in thick and fast for me this year. Again, as at the beginning of the year, I shifted a massive layer of trauma I didn't even know about last year. So again, I'm like, wow, okay, so the whole 28 years of your life, you never knew this happened. And it was a suppressed trauma, which was massive. And if we talk about identity more deeply here, you know, sharing from my heart, sharing from my own personal experience, I always felt like in life, I didn't really know why I did things. In my past, you know, we all have a past. I feel like I did things that weren't really in alignment with my true self or my higher self. And obviously, you know, I was coming from a place of depression, anxiety and trauma. Like we know, right? We know what could cause those things when we're in those spaces. But no matter what inner work I did, 
no matter how many layers I worked through the last 10 years of my life specifically, it never made sense of why I did things younger. It never made sense of what manifested those relationships. Like you don't just become a 16 year old and go through school and then have that experience in life. You know, I have been through extremely difficult challenges in many aspects and my experiences didn't add up to the trauma. And no matter what I would dive into, like it just didn't make sense. And I felt like I had this like missing puzzle piece of even my identity of like, well, yes, I'm here now healed. Yes, I'm Emma here and now who is a good person, who does help people, who is a total different person, like positive and, you know, I'm authentic to myself. Like I'm a flipping like 180 difference, a hundred percent. But I'm like, but there's a disconnection thereof, but that's me now. But why can I not connect to the version of myself younger? And obviously I've done inner child work and obviously that's what I teach, love and preach. So there there was like missing pieces, missing fragments of like, I found peace with my inner child. I found peace with my past, but my childhood doesn't make sense. And there was always like this question mark and like missing puzzle piece of but why was I like that? What made me be that person before the adult traumas that I was consciously aware of? So when that came up for me this year, very suddenly, it was a lot. It was a heck of a lot to unpack and it was a heck of a lot of, whoa, like 28 years of your life, you've thought that this was your experience and you thought that this was how your childhood was and this is how your life was. And then this just massive thing comes out of nowhere in therapy and now you've got that to deal with. So I obviously worked through that in the right spaces and dealt with it and, you know, it felt like such a relief. Like, although it was like, whoa, okay, like this feels like a lot, whoa, like how am I gonna integrate all of that? I did and I worked through it in the right spaces and I felt the biggest relief of like, okay, my life makes sense. I make sense. I realise now why I've had the experiences and the trauma and the life lessons that I have in life because of that, what happened. So I feel like for me, my identity has shifted the last year. And again, I'm going through my Saturn return right now. So from the age of 27 to just over 30, depending, you know, it's not, it's not rigid. It's obviously based on your own astrology charts. We go through our Saturn returns. So you go through your first one, again, 27 to just over 30. You go through your second one, like 58 to 60. And then some people may be lucky to have their third Saturn return. So your Saturn return, if you don't know, is when Saturn returns to the place in your chart where it was when you were first born. Saturn is the ruler of karma, destiny and awakening. So it literally is like going from maidenhood into like adulthood. It is literally your initiation, especially this one into adulthood. So I really do feel like, and I had a reading recently where the lady said, it's like you're growing up and she said not to be patronizing, like you're very mature, but she's like, it really is like you're growing up now, even energetically, where you are shifting into a new space of your life where you're not operating from that place you've been your whole entire life. So that made total sense to me. And I feel like so grateful that I'm going through this transition because I'm then able to, you know, like the last few years have been 
challenging, but the last year of my life has been the happiest year of my life. Yeah, I've faced the most inner work, which seems bizarre (laughs) and like, what? (laughs) What are you on about? But the work does come up on the job as well. We can't just expect to do all the inner work and then our manifestations will appear and then life's perfect and happy. We will have layers of things to work through throughout our whole life and we do have to learn on the job too. So there will be elements and and fragments that we can only truly release and come to the surface when we're in that space we need to be in. So I really feel like that's what's happened. So not only have I had the Saturn return, I mean, having all of this identity stuff come up, which is so common with Saturn returns. And, you know, you it, it, even if we look at it from a non-spiritual perspective, you very much find at this time in life are kind of, you know, people sort of my age, they, they do mature, they do kind of realize what they want. They do kind of know who they are at that stage. So it's, it's this is very typical Saturn return textbook. But for me, it's obviously, yeah, been a journey and it's obviously helped me write my latest book, of course. Um, but I feel like identity work has gone so much deeper for me this year as I'm like, okay, now who am I (laughs) past that trauma? Who am I here and now? And I feel like my clothing has had an identity reshift. I feel like I'm always someone who's loved clothing and fashion and like I've always loved to express myself through fashion, but I've kind of felt like I haven't ever fully expressed that or I feel like I've not really embraced it fully or I've not like given myself the permission to be like, you deserve that you should express that. Um, So I feel like now I'm at that stage where I like love what I wear. I feel like it's so on brand. I really feel like I've come into my own with my style. Not like I feel like I didn't before, but I feel like it's like new 2.0 Emma of like, yeah, that's badass adult Emma. So that's been really fun. I feel like that aspect's been really fun of like redefining who I am. And I feel like all of what I've done is identity work even without realizing of like looking at my wardrobe and being like, does this reflect the 2022 version of Emma? And the answer was no for about 80% of my wardrobe, which felt awful because I really don't want to contribute to fast fashion or buying stuff all the time. So for me, it was more of a case of, okay, I'm going to donate these. I'm going to like make sure these, you know, are not just wasted because that's not what I want to do at all. So for me, it was being really honest with my fashion to start off with and my clothing and style and jewelry and makeup and hair and be like, right, my external identity who's that? Who is this Emma here and now in 2022? And it's been a really fun process of trying things, of fearlessly saying yes, fearlessly wearing the things that like light my soul up, that feel sexy, that like, I'm like, hell yeah, this is some of me. So a lot of you have commented on my like style and like, oh my God, I love all the neutrals you're wearing now. And it hasn't broke the bank because H&M is my best freaking friend now. So, you know, I've obviously been responsible. H&M are fantastic about like recycling more products now. So I do take absolute responsibility and I'm not just buying further into fast fashion because that really annoyed me and I hate clutter anyway or having too much. I'm a very minimalist person. So I like having my core pieces, my core stuff, which lasts, which is going to be timeless and stuff like that. So fashion and style has been that, I guess, like first element. Obviously the inner work is there as well. I would say probably that's the first element. Then the external identity has kind of been that second element. 
but the identity that I really feel I'm working with at the moment. So I really want to share on this podcast. I feel like I've not introed it well. <laughs> um, I want to share with you why identity is important with manifestation and how we can work with that identity. And I feel like ever since I launched my latest course, Attract Alignment Abundance, in the challenge that I did beforehand to kind of launch it, a lot of the ladies were saying, a lot of the queens were saying like, they don't know what the true authentic version of themselves is. And I thought, oh my God, this is so great. Like this is like fantastic because I can put this into the course. I can put this into my work. And I feel like I've really started to enjoy creating content around alignment because I'm going through that as well. Not necessarily aligning to my desires. I feel like I've manifested so many amazing things the last few years. So I'm not necessarily working to alignment with things or manifestations, but more so myself of that set and return and coming into myself. So it was really fascinating and it actually got me thinking a lot. And I feel like as I've worked through another layer recently, I've thought, actually, Emma, do you know the true authentic version of yourself? And it's it's difficult because on one hand, I'm like, but you are authentic. Like I do express like here and today, my true authentic self. Like I feel like I kind of know who that is and I express myself in a way that feels aligned. I express myself in a way that feels right to me, but it's, it's ever changing. It's pivoting at the moment. So what could really resonate with me today in six months, I might think, gosh, like, no, you're not that person anymore. So I feel like it's difficult because I feel like on one hand, I feel like I am at that place and I am expressing my true authentic self, but I also feel like I actually don't know myself out of my work identity. And that's been really interesting to dive into. Um, And identity work isn't actually something really spoken about. Like I've like, what book can I read? What podcast can I listen to? Who can I work with to work on this? And it's not something that's really like obvious. And if it is, please send me your recommendations because I really want to dive into this. So this podcast isn't me saying, I know all the answers. I know how to help you through this identity work because believe me, I'm living it right now. So maybe in a couple of years, the next book will be that 100%. Um, the reading I had did say that. Um, so maybe it will be. Um, but I feel like the, the personal identity for me, it's like for 10 years of my life, I've carried the coupon queen identity. I've carried the spiritual queen identity. I've carried the identity of the Emma that has gone through her business journey over the last 10 years. And although that is me, I'm <laughs> like, that definitely is me. Um, you know, it's not fake. It's not like, I guess like the whole Beyonce and Sasha Fierce thing. It is me. But I'm like, but if work was taken away, say if social media was to be deleted tomorrow and I had no business, say there was no need for a law of attraction person or any self-help in the world, everything was just fixed and we didn't need that anymore. Who would I be? Who would I be if you stripped all of that away? All of the accolades, all of the titles, the awards, the blue tick, all of it. Because these are the things that I get, I guess, identified with all of the time of Emma's got books, Emma's got a blue tick, Emma's got lots of followers, Emma's spiritual queen. So when I strip away those identities that are put on me every single day, and which I think I've put on myself because they are put on me every single day, you get used to it. And I'm like, whoa, okay, who is Emma? Who is that person? And it's, I guess it's almost like at that soul level of like, 
who is my higher self? And when we talk about our higher self, it's that version of ourselves. So we have our current self, who's here sat now listening to this podcast, you and I. We have our shadow self, which is part of our inner child, our limiting beliefs, our fears, our subconscious, which needs to be loved. Again, whole chapter in the new book. And then we have our higher self. So we need to embrace all three. We need to embrace our current self and love and appreciate her or them. We need to love our shadow self and know that that's not going anywhere. And we need to love it into light, love it into acceptance and unconditional love. And we also need to love our higher self because our higher self is our fullest potential. So your higher self is part of your spirit team and your higher self is a version of yourself who doesn't have limiting beliefs or blocks or fears or trauma they are operating from the space of unconditional love and they're like your highest, brightest, most amazing version of yourself that you can be. And our higher self is always there to guide us. Our higher self is always there to love us and guide us and nurture us. So they're there for the support aspect, but it's also a case of we are there to embody them. We are there to embody all of those things, our shadow self and our light self, our higher self. So it's really important that we do honor both and that we love both. But specifically when we're talking about higher self, we're talking about alignment. And when we talk about manifestation, this is how it's all coming into your manifestations here, is if we don't know ourselves, like we can only ever meet people as deep as we've met ourselves. So if someone can't go deep with you, if someone can't let their guard down, if someone can't emotionally meet you at that depth, it's because they've not met themselves at that depth. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to know my true authentic self and I've met my true authentic self to be able to teach that, to be able to um, show up in all of my relationships with that true authentic self. And it's difficult because you, you know, like I said, I do feel like I have been in alignment and I've expressed my true authentic self, but I feel like that's an identity again of work self. And I feel like if I was to be really honest and talk about my identity as actually Emma the soul here who doesn't have work, who doesn't have basically work. Um, I don't know if I have met myself after trauma fully. And this is why I've really committed to taking some time off over the next few months to really explore that with myself because I feel like I haven't had the time to integrate or really embody the work that I have done over the last year or even the last few months. I feel like work's been so busy. I've had the book to finish and launch. I've had launches, my new course launch. Like it's been one thing after the other. So yes, it does come down to a bit of self-love, self-care, absolutely in person, like quality time with yourself. But I feel like I also haven't had that time to integrate properly and like, um, yeah, like meet that new version of myself past the trauma and stuff that was healed in February. So I feel like that's my summer goal. I was asked yesterday on Instagram, like, what are your goals right now? What are you working towards? And like, that is what I'm working towards. I really, truly, deeply want to get to know my true authentic self this summer without the identity of work because I feel like I've carried that identity and I've also carried the identity of trauma for so long, decades for both. (laughs) I'm like, but now you're not in that space. You're not in that space. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Anymore. So who are you here? Who is your higher self and what are they? Who are they? What are their core values? And how can I get to know myself deeply to be able to express myself? Because I feel like I haven't felt the most fun <laughs> over the last six months, I would say. Like I've had moments of happiness and like lovely, amazing things have happened, but I'm like, do you know what? Fun, I'm craving fun. And it's really interesting around identity work as well, because I keep seeing TikToks. And when I keep seeing something, I'm like, hello universe, of specifically this message of, once you've healed your inner child, your inner teenager is gonna come out and she's gonna be pissed. And I was like, what, inner teenager? Like I've heard of like inner bride, inner something. Like I hear all these buzzwords and I'm like, okay, is an inner bride real? And I've heard inner teenager before, but it's one of those things where you're like, is that real? Or is that just someone's like created it and it's just like a buzzword and we're just gonna deal with like every inner version of ourselves, like our inner toddler, our inner um, high school self, our inner first job self. Like it kind of just felt like, is it one of those things that are just a bit of a gimmick because all the inner child work and the studying and the research that I've done doesn't actually mention inner teenager. So I kind of brushed it off. Anyway, I kept seeing these TikToks from different people about once you've healed your inner child, the inner teenager is gonna come out and be pissed. And I thought, okay, what's this then? And I really tuned in and I was like, ooh, there she is. Ooh, yes. Ooh, inner child Emma's happy. She's like playing with her unicorns. She's playing with Luna. Like she's like happy as Larry. Like she's living her best life and current self Emma's living her best life. But inner teenager Emma, okay, I think I've been ignoring her. So it was kind of that realization of like, damn, that's true. Yep. (laughs) Oh yes. And I feel like now I really have healed my inner child. Uh, I feel like I've healed her over years, but I feel like I guess that last bit of like childhood trauma coming to the surface really was that healing for her. It's now like, yeah, (laughs) that teenager wasn't having an easy ride. Then the teenage self is obviously where a lot of what I was saying earlier came through of like behaviors and things I would do, which didn't make sense. Or I would 
shame or blame or things like that. So it's really interesting how all this work has been so spot on to that inner teenager. So my commitment to myself is working with my inner teenager this summer, um, working with identities, getting to know my true authentic self away from work identity and away from dog mum, away from girlfriend, away from all these other identities I have. Because I actually did a really great practice where I asked my nearest and dearest how they saw me. So what is it you see in me? And all of it was you help other people, you're kind and caring and like you help other people, you're always so supportive of other people. And I thought, wow, all of these things are about other people. Like this is great, but terrible when you're looking at your own identity. And I was like, but helping people is part of my work. And obviously it's good to help people, period. Um, But I thought, yeah, that's not really an Emma identity of like who I am at my soul core. So it's a really like eye-opening exercise of who am I? And I feel like a couple of the things that I've been like journaling upon recently or things that have come up, all are blocked by identity, all are blocked by like, hmm, but have I met myself that deeply? Have I, do I know who I am that deeply? So I don't feel it's like a massive, inner work journey or like a massive upheaval. I feel it's just a real deeper aspect. And I actually feel really excited by it because I feel like, oh my God, I get to do loads of fun stuff. I get to hang out with myself. I get to meet my inner teenager and love her and heal her and like do all the things. So like actually last night, really funnily, I felt really cool since I've opened up to my inner teenager and like listened to buy a Nintendo Switch Lite. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Like I used to love Sims as a child. Like where are my Sims fans? Sims 3, Sims 4, all of it. I had all of them. I was literally the queen of like, was it Rosebud or whatever the code was um, to get all the money and buy them all mansions and like do all their mansions and then like burn them down. (laughs) Maybe that was my other teenager coming out there, burn them down. Um, But I loved Sims. I loved playing Sims and my friend still has it now. And I'm always like, oh, should I get it again? But I never have the freaking time to. And I'm like, it's so addictive as well. Like, I don't want to be like, wow, I've really neglected everything else in my life because I've been focusing on my (laughs) Sims families. So I met myself in the middle and I loved Animal Crossing. I used to have a Nintendo DS back in the day when I was a little girl. Um, And I loved doing the dog, the dog one where you could like look after your little dogs. Of course I had all the dash hounds. Of course I did. Um, And I really loved Animal Crossing and Mario. So I thought, do you know what? Um, A close person to me um, has one as well. And he was like, you know, you should get one. And I was like, but it's like 300 quid and like, do you know what I mean? Can I justify like spending that much money for something I'm probably not gonna use that often. But my inner teenager was like, but I want to do it. I want that release and I want to play on my Nintendo Switch Lite. And I was like, do you know what, hun? You deserve it. You've been through a lot. You're having your Nintendo Switch Lite. So I ordered one and I'm really, really excited. And it sounds so stupid because I'm like, I'm 28 years old yeah, I've just bought a console and I'm actually so excited to play Mario Kart. Like I'm so excited. So I feel like this is the season of inner teenager and this is the season of me finding that identity outside of work, outside of all the identities that are put on me every single day and in life and in society. And I really want to encourage you guys to do the same because 
buying something as silly as Nintendo has given me so much joy. And last night I was like, I'm going to get so organized for the week ahead. And I like tidied the rubbish in my office that's been sat there for like two weeks since I came back from holiday. I've um, got so organized for my week ahead. I decluttered a little bit and like sat and journaled for an hour. Instead of just putting on the TV, I sat and journaled for an hour with myself. And even just those moments of self-love of being like, don't just sit on TikTok. Don't just sit and watch TV. And I still did manage, even after doing the journaling, tidying, clearing, just prepping myself for the week ahead in a really positive but relaxed way, because I was really tired after the wedding I've just been to. Um, I still had time to watch the two new episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus, and I loved it. So I still managed to do everything I wanted to do just by taking that time to just be with myself. And I feel like this is such a great conversation because so many of my clients don't spend quality time with themselves. And I want to share this with you too, of I may, like, I'll ask this question, be honest with me, like, how much time do you spend with yourself each week? Now, you may say to me, well, I'm sat here now with myself listening to you, Emma, which technically isn't by yourself, but kind of technically it's you time. So it kind of like blurs that line, I guess. Um, But how much time do you actually spend with yourself each week? Now, you may say, well, I have a shower, I sit in bed and read, but it's always like doing stuff, you know? And I feel like I'm so good at doing stuff and then not actually spending quality time with myself because I'm doing something, whether it's reading, watching TV, texting somebody back, catching up with my friends, prepping always for like the week ahead or the next day or whatever. So I feel like I don't always spend the best quality time with myself. And even when I do sit down in the evenings and watch TV, even if I really love the show I'm watching, I'm on my phone, I'm doing. So even just spending last night just journaling for an hour felt so good. Cause I was like, oh my God, you needed to realize this. And I had a really big breakthrough about um, something that was bugging me for a while. And I thought, God, just by sitting and journaling, you've just got all of that goodness. Like, imagine if you committed just once a week to actually just asking yourself some questions, like how good you were feeling, how amazing your evening's been and abundant your evening's been just by doing that. So make sure you're not only spending time with yourself, but spending quality time by yourself. So now ask yourself, how much quality time do I spend by myself? And I'm sure your answer will be different to the first one. So commit to this, commit to meeting your inner child, commit to meeting your inner teenager, commit to working with both of them. If you are in a very similar stage and you've listened to this podcast, you're like, whoa, this identity stuff is like ringing home and resonating. I will have the answers for you (laughs) what to do. But at the moment, I'm just allowing. And I'm just like, okay, my inner child was the first step. Healing the blocks was also that step. External identity was also part of that journey in terms of fashion and style and expression of hair and makeup myself, me truly expressing my authentic self. Now it's that soul level of who am I outside of those identities that are put on me or that I've put myself in? Who am I outside of trauma? Who am I here and now as my 2022 self? And it's a really juicy topic to dive into. And I'm so excited to read more about this and learn more about this and to meet myself. But I have to do that with space and time and expansiveness, which is why 
I am taking this summer to really get deep with myself, to really like spend time and instead of sat on my phone, play my freaking new Nintendo, I'm gonna do it. Like I'm gonna come back and I want you all to challenge me um, and say to me like, what level are you at Mario Kart? I mean, I don't wanna get addicted to it because then this could go the other way where I just don't work anymore and I just sit there playing Mario every day, which is not gonna happen because it's me. There's always good balance. But for me, I really want to spend this summer, I want to read. I've bought some great books that I really want to dive into and read. Brene Brown's new book is Atlas of the Heart is here. And I feel like Brene is always the queen of identity. So I feel like her book's going to give me some nuggets of wisdom. So it's a journey and I want to keep you updated on that journey of the things I learn and the things I discover because there are ways to meet your authentic self but I feel like for myself it's come from a different space this time um, to usual to what I've experienced before because it is that Saturn return because it is that delayering down to the core and then meeting that real truest version of myself outside of identities. And I feel like identity work is so interesting because it's not about re-identifying yourself as anything. It's actually removing the blocks and layers of identity. It's removing the identities that society put on us and really aligning to our higher self essentially. So do I feel identity work blocks manifestation? No, I feel like I am manifesting. I have manifested over the last year. I feel like I'm just at an interesting crossroads, I guess, of like, hey, you're about to turn 30 next year, which feels crazy to even say. Um, and that's a new decade. That's a new decade where you're in a total freaking different space in your life, like the furthest away from where you were at the age of 20. Like, mind-blowingly different. So who are you in this decade? Who are you gonna be in your dirty 30s, Emma? So I feel like this is a really exciting journey to be on. I'm so excited to work my inner teenager as well. Um, I'm gonna channel more of that work. I don't think there's too much out there about the inner teenager because it's all about the inner child. So I'm gonna channel a lot of that and create some tools and practices around what really helps me and see where the journey leads me. Um, so I'm really excited. And with manifestation, really the aim and goal here is to align with the highest version of yourself. Because really when we're looking at our desires and we're looking at what really sets our soul on fire and like, we're like, okay, I need to align with the version of myself that has my desire. It's all energy. It's all frequency. And it's always looking at, okay, so this this version of me has this desire and they're really happy and like, it's the best thing ever. So what is that person doing every day? What is that person talking like? Or, you know, how do they talk? How do they express themselves? How do they style themselves? Who are they at the core of their essence? So these are some great questions to ask yourself if you're wanting to work with your identity or, um, work with aligning with the highest version of yourself, of your desire. These are great questions to ask yourself. And I think it's more, I guess even for myself, it is gonna be a case of looking at, okay, where do I want to be? Like, who is this core version of myself? Like this authentic version of myself? What are her values? What does she stand for? Like, where is she? Who is she? How is she expressing herself? And that will then be a journey of me trying that, like trying that out and saying, is that me? Does that feel an alignment? Is this truly me? 
So it's going to be a journey and it is a journey anyway, unfolding into that alignment of learning what feels in alignment, what feels like a hell yes, what feels like a hell no, and listening to that. So your intuition is a massive part of identity work because it's really about coming into your own and listening deeply, not to the outside noise, not to, you know, even like when I asked my loved ones of how they saw me, I didn't listen to it too much because I thought there's going to be their own projections on that. So it's, it's lovely to hear that stuff, but also take it with a pinch of salt of that's how the outside world sees me, but how do I see myself most importantly? So it's great for feedback, but I wouldn't swear by that. I wouldn't take it too deeply. So really we have to be honest with ourselves and say, does this align with me here and now in 2022? Here in June 2022, does this align with me? Does this feel like a hell yes? And this is how I have been navigating that journey of alignment. This is how I've been navigating that journey of identity is listening to the version of myself here. Is this in alignment? And little by little, those pieces add up. Little by little that, you know, obviously it's been what, two years I've been on my Saturn return, so much has changed, so much has happened. I've grown and evolved so much because I'm listening, because I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to sit in this cocoon of identity and be like, I don't need to know all the answers right now. Like I'm trusting of little by little, day by day, all of these decisions, all of this alignment, all of this hell yes energy is creating or getting me closer to the version of myself I know I'm meant to be, is getting me closer to my manifestations, my desires, the version of myself that has that desire in their life. So it's, there's so many different aspects to identity first and foremost, as you've heard from this podcast. And I really feel, well, I really hope that it has sparked some inquiry within you of getting to know yourself deeper because I don't feel we always have the time or energy to do that and I feel like we change so much and we grow and evolve and the last year has been wild for me in terms of inner work so I'm like okay that's a lot and you need time to embody that you need time to integrate that you need time to just meet this new version of yourself once again in 2022 from last year and understand now, who am I now? And having those regular pivots and check-ins with yourself isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that like a year later, I'm like, okay, well, who am I here now? Like, it just is what it is. And the process of growth, the process of evolution, the process of manifestation is a journey, is an evolution. So you can't expect yourself to be the same version of yourself before trauma or healing because you're in that new healed state, which is a different frequency, a different octave that you're operating from. So you've never met this version of yourself before because you've been too busy in that hurt stage or that healing stage. Again, so much of this is echoed in the book, so much of it. So I feel like this is more of like the carry on from this for me now in terms of writing this new book, which is coming through thick and freaking fast, of course, but it's not gonna happen until next year. I'm committing to myself. I'm committing to my inner teenager. I'm committing to my own identity first to be able to write that book and it's so funny because it's so freaking in alignment with the theme of the book, but it's all good because I signed up for this, right? 
<laughs> the universe is like, Emma is the person to write this book. So she's gonna go live that, which is exactly what happens with every single book. So I really hope this podcast has served you and I really hope it has allowed anybody who's been maybe feeling a bit lost or fe- questioning themselves or who are they, or even you've listened to their identity stuff and you're like, wow, shit, I really do identify with my work or I really do have that identity of mother or whatever, wife, girlfriend, whatever, cat mum. And who am I outside of those identities? I feel like so many women have this, but any human has it as well, of course. There are always societal identities that are there. So I think it's a really great challenge and a really great conversation to have because it helps you get closer to your desires because it's alignment. It helps you to come into true alignment with yourself, which creates happiness and peace and manifestations and abundance, of course. And of course that helps with manifesting because when you are in alignment with your true authentic self and when you are expressing the version of yourself that has your desires, i.e. the acting as if process, you will have your desires. So identity work is good. It's good inner work. It's good self-development and I'll let you know how I get with the inner teenager as well. This is all clearly coming into that identity work. So um, again, this is exactly what happened with her Healing Heals. There weren't any books that I could read about limiting beliefs and fears. So I wrote one. Um, so I feel like that's what's happening here <laughs> once again, which is all good. So I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts on identity. Have you had these same internal conflicts? Have you asked the same questions that I've been asking myself? Have you moved through trauma or limiting beliefs and fears in a work? And then you're in that space of, wow, who is it? Who am I? Who is this version of myself? We have gone through so much in the collective over the last few years since COVID made its big entrance into the world. And with that is gonna come a lot of identity work of shifting and pivoting and realizing who we are here and now. We're not the same people we were in 2019, nobody is. So it's really about meeting that version of ourselves now and looking past into that healed stage once we've moved through that healing and hurt stage. So if this has sparked some interest, Hurt Healing Healed, my new book does come out October the 11th. It's available for pre-order now from anywhere that sells books. I'll be talking way more about that as the months roll past because October is not long away now at all. So a lot of this is echoed throughout the book, but a lot of this will echo in further teachings as well past that book when I have lived and worked through that experience. So I'm really excited, like I said. I feel like it's a a massive commitment of self-love. I feel like it's a really positive thing. Like it has really lit me up to even be like excited to do this work. And I feel like it's really fun work. I don't feel it's like, oh, inner work, ugh. I feel like it's actually like, yes, oh my God, how much fun I get to meet myself and really come into my own. Like that is like fun to me. That is good inner work. (laughs) It's all good, but fun inner work. So I really hope this has helped you and I hope you've got some great questions you can go away and work with, some journaling prompts and some top tips and tools that you can work with here in this space and go along this journey with me. But I would love to hear your thoughts as well over on my Instagram at I am Emma Mumford. Please let me know your thoughts on this. What was your biggest takeaway from this episode? Has it sparked inquiry within you? Are you like, oh my God, I needed this? Because 
I would love to hear who else has felt like this or is going through this. And of course, you can join me in my free Law of Attraction support group as well over on Facebook. The link is below in the description, where again, we talk about all these things as well. So let me know, has this resonated? Has this made sense to you? Is this something that you're working on currently as well? And I really hope it has helped and given you some clarity as well. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because we'd love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a fantastic week, whatever you are up to, and I will see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.